Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Full Profits Podcast. Today's guest is Monique Woodson. Did I say it right or should I, should I say Cade? Cade. Monique Cade, also known as Monique Woodson. How are you, dear? I'm pretty good. I can't complain. How you are should you? not, because if you started complaining, I would not listen to you. Thanks. Thanks. Yes. How are you? I've been good. I've been good. Um, life has been good. I have some adjusting to do uh, as far as career-wise goes. Um, there's some things I need to sort out right now, think about, make a plan, and go from there. But I, things are good. I have no complaints. I have none. I do need to make a trip to see some family, but you know that'll have to work itself out later on down the road. Same here on that. Same here. Yeah. We, I had some family visit me la- last year or the year before last, and it was pretty cool. It was right before COVID went crazy, and they were here. I'm glad they did enjoy themselves while they were here. Um, so I, I definitely got to make a trip to them, or they more of them should come up here because we go down to the South all the time. I haven't been in the South in a long time to see them. I do go to the South, but not to see them. Mm, interesting <laughs> yes and I, my so my i guess illogic is because my family is from the south and they make a a trip down there every year but hardly anyone ever comes up here to see the family up here so it's like if mm. you guys start coming up here then i'll make a trip down there so um we'll see what happens i think more of them are hearing that they have fun that they did have fun around me and the rest of the family. So maybe they might start to make their way up here. But at some point, I'll go down there and, and kick it with them and, and have a good time. How's your week so far? It's been busy. It's been busy. I'll put it like that. Um, so... I work, uh, been working a lot of SEL um, lessons with my my students because they've been bumping heads about some things. Um, a lot of um, dissing going on amongst them on social media um, and a whole lot of, I don't like this person. Well, I don't like you either. Well, why you don't like them? I just don't like them. You don't even have a reason not mm-hmm. to like them. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like that whole building them up um, to where they understand, like, what, what's your purpose of going, coming to school? It's not to make friends. It's not to sit there and go back and forth with people. It's to make better decisions uh-huh. and get, a, get an education. You know what I'm saying? First and foremost, all the social stuff. And you know what I'm saying? You got, you got the whole rest of your life for that. Chill out with all that. Um, but yeah, get that going on. And then... Ooh, I just got a lot on my plate. Um, so I do some after-school programs, uh, homework helpers. There is also a, um, so I don't want to call it the intervention, but it's pretty much like an Excel program for students that I'm doing after school as well. Uh, National Junior Honor Society, as well as Student Council. Um, so, yeah. A lot. You're a staying lot busy. Oh yeah. yeah oh that's yeah. That's a good thing. 
And then my little people around here, you know, they keep me on my toes. Yeah. You got two girls and a boy? Yes. Two teenage girls and a toddler boy. Your phone is making a lot of noise. I can hear it in the background, just so you know. It sounds like it wants to be box. So I'm going to leave me alone. Yep. Where, did, where did you grow up? Um, ooh, grew up on the south side of Chicago. Um, lived in High Park for a nice bit of time uh, with my mom and stepfather. Then we moved to London Town on 100th and um, Cottage Grove. So, yep, southeast side. Mm-hmm. For the majority of my um, childhood years. Yeah. Okay. At one point, you attended a school, an elementary school called Joseph Warren. I did not know that. Yes. Um, yes, I was at Joseph Warren, I think, for like, kind of, yeah, for kindergarten, first grade. Yeah, kindergarten to first grade. Um, And then I transferred to um, Wendell Smith. And I was there until I graduated eighth grade. Where is Wendell Smith? Wendell Smith is on 103rd and Cottage Grove. 103rd and Cottage Grove. Yeah. Um, And what's interesting about Joseph Warren is that I live like one block over from where I lived when I went to that school. So what was the decision? Just like briefly, briefly. Live there for a moment and then, yeah. Okay. As I was going to say, like you you grew up around Savette and Gail and Nakia and all of them. Yeah, I I never, I didn't know any of them. They have a, they have a girlfriend that, um, dang, I forget her name. Oh, I forget her name. But, um, yeah, one of their friends, she, her grandmother, was it? Yeah, her grandmother used to babysit me. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it was it was so fun of being around them because they was cool and they was kind of like, I don't know if I should say tomboyish, but they were, <laughs> they, were, they were always down to have fun and like play it and do sports and shit like that. So that and Gil, Nakia too. So that was always fun being around them. Yeah, I played uh, softball with all of them in uh, high school. Softball, okay. Mm-hmm. Was there a softball team in high school? Yeah, at CBS. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, Savette and Gail were on a softball team with me. Okay. I did uh, and their friend, uh, what's her name? Fallon was on the team too. I remember Tina. Fallon. Tina was on the team as well. Who yeah. is Tina? Uh, Tina. Benjamin Long. Yeah, I don't even know. Oh, the tall one. Slender, yeah, pretty girl. Yeah. Shout out to all of them, man. Yeah. I wonder what that would be like having like a 20, 30, 40 year elementary school reunion. I don't even know if you can pull that off. Everybody has so many priorities right now. So this is true. And they're trying to keep up with each other. Yeah, like I and me personally, like I stay out the way. Everybody knows that. Like I don't, 
I don't engage with people that often. Yeah, you do your pop-ins and then you write back out. Yeah. For anybody that's listening, I will be in a place and see you and be in the shadows and say hi to everybody and then I'll disappear. And not actually like leave, but you won't hey, you won't be able to find me or get a hold of me while I'm there. So mm-hmm. I stay in the shadows and I watch people. Oh God. Okay. Yeah. It's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. So what made you want to get into teaching? Um, two different way- reasons. Um, one, I felt like, and I'm just going to go ahead and get the negative reason out first and then talk about the positive. It is what it is. Everybody has had a at least one teacher that they're like, yeah, this person failed me. They did not. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Everybody could talk about I had at least one teacher that failed me. That they, you could tell that either one, they did the bare minimum or they just didn't try. They were there for a paycheck. You know what I'm saying? Honestly speaking. Um, and then two, I've had enough like totally dope awesome teachers to the point that I'm like, you know what? I can tell this person cared about me and much more than they cared about me. They loved me. And then beyond that, they loved what they were doing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It wasn't just, okay, I have a love for kids. I want to be around kids. Like I want to be an educator. You know what I'm saying? I, not just, I want to teach. I want to be an educator. You know what I'm saying? I want to push kids forward um, so that they can, you know, see their potential. And then figure out their why. So yeah, that that that's pretty much it. I just uh, do you have five teachers throughout the course of elementary school and high school that you can name that were like that for you? I do. Yeah. Okay. Shout them out. Uh Miss Canapac, Mrs. Canapac, I put some respect on her name because she was happily married. Mm-hmm. I always put that out there. Shout out to all the married women. <laughs> okay uh so yeah mrs canapac mrs hughes mr taylor um i'm not sure if you remember high school mr barsky if, did you ever have him dope 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 introduced uh me to macbeth oh, of wow. which, like, I, I fell in love with it like all the classics macbeth um chaucer um but yeah I'm not gonna go into all of that um and then fifth let's see if I go to fifth one to name I would say Miss Mrs. Nash okay Mm -hmm. let me see if I can name five (laughs) off the bird just give me five let me see. I have the greats. Miss Perkins, because she recognized that I was an intellectual kid and she knew that I was underperforming and she made it out, made sure that I went from sixth to eighth grade, even though I wasn't even, I was on the bare minimum trying to do it. Mm-hmm. She she kind of pushed me. So Miss Miss Perkins is one. Um, I'm gonna say Mr. Johnson, my eighth grade teacher because he was trying to, he, at, once I got into eighth grade, he was trying to just wake me up and like, yo, kid, you're special. You can do the things you can do. Whatever it is, turn it on. Don't let 
don't let other people like block your shine. Uh, who else? Who else is in there? Mr. Sorensen. I don't know if that's junior or senior year in, in high school. Um, who else is there? Can I go college? Can I, no, I have to do elementary, right? Just elementary and high school? Yeah, elementary high school. Yeah, okay. Um, so that's three. Who else in high school? Mrs. Taylor for biology. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that that's four? Um, I think I might have more than five. Mrs. Stevens. I wonder what she looks like now. Hey, Miss Stevens, if you ever hear this, I wonder what she look like now. Um, and then that's five, but I maybe I can name some more. Maybe. Mr. Whirling, because he started out as a substitute teacher, but he started talking about uh, Egypt and I taught him some stuff that he didn't know about Egypt. And then he later taught me some stuff that he was unaware of. And he also said, I remember having this conversation with him sophomore year. I'm, I don't think I'm ever going to forget that because that's why he became one of my favorites. He said rap music was nothing but a bunch of... Uh, was a was a bunch of noise and it was it wasn't nothing educational about it. it was just a bunch of guys yelling and being mad and angry or whatever. And I put him onto a song from the Wu Tang, and in it, RZA was saying before Kemet was called Egypt, right? He didn't know that, so he asked me where did I get it from. I was like, I got it from a song. He's like, what song? I was like, it's a song by a rapper that calls himself Bobby Digital. And he created the song and I let him listen to it. He's like, I don't hear it. I say, that's because you're not listening. So mm -hmm. I played it. I rewinded 10 seconds and then I played it for him so he could get the whole build up to it. And he said, that's fascinating. I never heard that. I was like, that happens in rap all the time. They're always educating us. You just can't hear it. Mm -hmm. I see, so I think. Yeah, no, I told him at the same time, I said, I don't even think that it's meant for you to hear. It's for those who are deaf and blind. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and who those who are in tune, but come from a different type of generation than you do. So we had a we had a, a, a fellowship where we could talk to each other and everything. And I learned a lot from Mr. Worland. He was a resilient guy. He believed in teaching. He was he was steadfast about it. Um, and I, I saw him get, I'm not going to say nobody's name, but I saw him get into it with a couple of kids from school and he handled himself pretty well. He didn't back down. He didn't let nobody punk him. He didn't let nobody knock him over or push him down and, and step over him. Mr. Worland did pretty good with handling kids, handling teenage kids for, for, for a, a, a white man. You know what I mean? Like, and and I'm not saying that because a white man can't handle himself. I'm just saying when you look at Mr. Worland, you look at the guys like maybe 40, 50 years old, and he's not going to do nothing like that. But he, he he handled himself pretty good, you know. And then you find out later on that he's a, a army veteran or something like that. So, yeah. yeah, he. And then my gym teacher, Miss Miss Banks, Miss um, Banks, Banks or Mrs. Banks, she stayed down the street from me. Beautiful woman. 
I used to love Miss Banks. She was so nice. She was so nice. Yeah. Yeah. Dope, dope. Hell yeah. It's a, it's a few teachers like in, in high school. Because I think in high school, that's when you, my brain started functioning at a higher level. Oh, Miss Ethel, too, who, who taught us geometry. She taught us geometry, and then we had to tell her that the books was wrong, and she didn't believe us until we showed her our book versus the book that she was using. And it flipped her out. Because she was oh, like, we, we're using the wrong book. I'm like, yeah, you over there teaching me Y plus X equals one. That shit don't look like that in my book. <laughs> yeah, so she was cool, too. Oh, and Miss Chappelle. I don't know, Miss Chappelle. I don't know where she is either, but yeah. But she has, she has like, it's just, it's crazy. I don't, don't want to say crazy. It's just dope that you can sit down and literally just off the bird think of teachers that made a difference, that made school fun, that made you want to learn, that made you want to be in the building. Yeah, I learned about red herrings in her class, mysteries and, and context clues, deductive reasoning from uh, Ms. Chappelle. Um, I think I can pinpoint different things I learned from each one of them, you know? Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to. If, they're, if they were good at their job, they did something that affects you. And even Miss Fife, even though Miss Fife, me and Miss Fife didn't get along because she was trying to teach me a history that I didn't believe in and that wasn't actual, factual, um, mm-hmm. even though we clashed. Oh, and her counterpart, what was his name? The uh, English literature. Mr. Nelson. Mr. Nelson was dope. Mr. Nelson was dope. He recognized, he recognized um uh, my 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 intellect. Even when I would get kicked out of Miss uh Fife's class, he would have me go sit in his class and he would have me read a book or read something. Like he, he would just mm-hmm. teach me on a different level. But yeah, they, these were these are dope teachers. And the only reason I say Miss Fife is because she taught me the art of debating. Um, staying calm even when a person is absolutely wrong which she was at times and being able to get my point across without uh losing my losing my cool and staying composed keeping my composure staying poised and yeah and deliver my message flawlessly without you know without being bothered because you know we was reading these whack-ass textbooks and to anybody that's looking listening man the information that people are giving you, research it for yourself. Don't just take in what someone gives you. Find out if it is actually true so you know what it is that you're reading. And, and it, if it's something that you believe in, you can actually stand on it. Because a lot of the information they give us in these schools is shit. And me and her clashed often because of that. Often. Often. I was told that, was it the some white guy invented the light bulb or whatever it was? and then you read up and find Lewis Lattimore put the filament into the light bulb that made it do different things or whatever. So it's just all this crazy stuff that goes into it. The, the, the wrench, they call it a monkey wrench because a black man, you know, was an inventor behind a certain way that the wrench uh, worked because he added different things to it. So it went from being a wrench to a monkey wrench, you know, so it's just all this different stuff that, you know, um, kind of helped, chisel me and, and mold me into who I am so yeah I, I there's a few I, I'm sure that's probably somewhere around 10 but I got a few I got a few yeah several they yeah just, I mean they were influential 
like the the one the, the one that I, I top top teacher number one third grade teacher um because when I transferred to Wendell Smith the second grade teacher that I had she did um was she had like a um a first and second grade class split so it was just like a, a situation where she just she was so demeaning towards mm. me and made it seem as though the school that I came from they didn't teach me anything you know just just like lady what what you know she just she she wasn't positive she wasn't uplifting and it wasn't just towards me it was just period it was a situation where it was just like you know what you don't like yourself you don't like your job you feel in a certain type of way, you're unhappy. And you can feel it every day. You can tell every day that this woman was just simply put, like she, and, and at, at such a young age, I can tell, you are not happy with yourself and you should not be around children because you are coming and you are like crumbling the joy that is inside of them. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Day by day, day by day. I remember and, a teacher um, like that. Man. But then when I got to third grade, it was something about one, the way Mrs. Canapack was day in and day out, no matter if she had good days or bad days with students, because if she had a bad day, you know, um, at home or, you know, just outside of school, you couldn't tell. You could never tell. And I always said, that's the type of person that I want to be. You know what I'm saying? Not mm-hmm. just as a teacher, but just as a person. Yeah. Or things are bothering me. And everybody around me does not have to know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They shouldn't be able to read it on my face or I shouldn't be. I just turned my ring off. No, you did not because I've been hearing that for, for a while. Ladies I, and gentlemen of the jury, you can I hear know. this on your own. Her phone goes. I can't and everything hear. else. I could have I sworn I turned it off. That's how I'm like, like, what is going on? It ain't me. Both of my phones for everybody's listening. Both my phones are on vibrate. Okay, they, it, it's the, it's the and she out. she knows who I was talking to on one of them. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. I definitely know. Yeah, definitely know. Want to see some pictures? But, um, I'm not. No, <laughs> I'm not about to play with you. But yeah, so Mrs. Kennepack, she she just was she was awesome. She made me look. When I say second grade, I couldn't stand going to school. I was like, yeah, this, this, not just that school. I just didn't want to be there because of that teacher. Um, third grade, this woman, she spoke. This was the first time I had somebody that spoke affirmations. Mm, wow. Every day. This is when I learned affirmations. And she was a white, t- she was a white, uh, older woman. She was like in her 60s. And when I say this woman like told us every day that we were smart, we were beautiful, we were wanted. Like she just, she's a godsend, man. Because man. you know, at- there was no such thing as I. You you couldn't say around her. I can't. There was no I can't. Like at all. She was. Well, oh, you know, also in certain girl. other certain other cultures and languages, they don't have a word for can't or don't. It don't mm-hmm. exist. She was just like, yeah, uh, there was no, I, there was no can. Anytime you say I can't turn your cans to cans, she would always say that. I will never forget. I have to put that on my wall. Yeah, turn your cans to cans. 
Stop yep. saying you can't do something. You can. Yeah. Uh, if you say you can do something, she'd ask you, so what so what, what's stopping you? That was always her thing. What's stopping you? And you okay. tell her what's stopping you. And she said, okay, well, let's work towards uh fixing that issue. A friend That's of mine told me either we're either we're either working on it or we're not. Either you're doing it or you're not. There's no can't, there's no I cannot. I, I'm trying. Either you're doing it or you're not. So if it don't work, you can say, hey, I tried and it didn't work, and you can walk away from it. There won't, won't be a can't or a don't no more. So exactly. Yeah. But I had to teach you like the early one you were talking about. My second grade teacher. I don't even know if I should say her name, but man, I I think she I think she was she was horrible. At least especially towards me, she would grade all my papers wrong. Like I would get F's all the time, all the time with her. Mm-hmm. And my my mom, not my mom, my auntie and my older sister would go over to work with me, and they would be so upset. They was like, we sat there and we watched you do the work. How are you getting D's and F's? And I was like, I keep telling y'all that woman racist. And if she's not racist, she just don't like me. I had that same when I but the but the thing is, my she was black. No, this one was white. Mine was black, but this it's one, she was shaped like an egg. <laughs> like the penguin. Man, she did <laughs> perfect. The old school penguin. Yes, like she was shaped just like that. She was shaped like a penguin. And when she talked, like this all this shit under here would just move like her whole neck roll would just like like you would just see it you know yeah, what i mean gobble. yeah she had the whole gobble gobble <laughs> oh my god she had she had, it, it it like she couldn't do anything without that moving like anything like if she chewed if she breathed anything like it would just move and she had it out for me and she always she always graded me <laughs> Like incorrectly, and my auntie came up there one day and she snapped on her. Mm-hmm. She was like, "Why does this boy keep coming home with an F on his paper?" And my my auntie went off. Shout out to my auntie MLK. I ain't gonna say the whole name, but Aunt MLK, I love you. I love you dearly and sincerely with all my heart, man. You, I don't know if I'm supposed to give y'all a number, but you are number one. <laughs> She's number oh, one for baby. me. She's number one. Listen. I grew up under her. Uh, she took me in at a, at, a, at a young age. She took care of us and everything. So that's number one. Even though we had a lot of falling outs and things didn't go the way, but hey, that woman's special to me, man. They're serious, for real. But what I don't understand what 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 does it come from where teachers just wake up one day and just go, "Ah, oh, fuck these kids." Like, how do you do that? Like, why are you there at that point? I don't, I don't go know. Work, go work at Walgreens or Aldi's or something at that point. Like, it's, there's so many different things you can do. Yeah. Go so be, many different things you can do. Prostitution. Oh, my goodness. Go be a car shark. Go knit you some sweaters. You know, go donate blood. Go do something. But you in a way. Something. Something. Go do something. Hey, did you know I didn't even know that was a real thing? I used to joke on Facebook about that, about yes. giving plasma and giving blood. Yes. And, it, and there were people that were actually doing it. The brothers were actually doing that to make money, man. Mm-hmm. I never did it though. I thought it was just some shit that, you know, we all we all joking. And then one of our homegirls pulled me to the side. She was like, bro, no. No. You don't, you don't do that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? She was like, no, there are guys that actually do that to make money. 
I was like, oh, I didn't know that. She was like, don't, don't ever post nothing like that again. And I stopped. And she, she I ain't going to say nobody's names about names about names, but she was just like, there are people that we know and grew up with that go to the blood bank and give money, give blood for money. And I was like, really? She was like, yeah. It's like, I've never done that. She's like, I know. I know. And you don't need to because you work too damn hard to do something like that. And I was like, yeah, now that I think about it, I don't have time to sit around and be lightheaded. I got shit to do. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely, um, I've done some some blood donating um, just to be a good Samaritan, not for money or anything like that. And it definitely takes a lot out of you. I don't think I ever have. I'm anemic. So it's like my iron levels are already low. So it's like, yeah, I need every drip of blood I, you know, in my body right now. So to like give it. I don't think I don't I don't think there's ever been a time where I say, yo, I'm gonna go give blood. I don't think so. Unless they did it at school. (laughs) I mean, you've never um worked somewhere with like they did a blood drive or something like that. I was like, no, can't nobody touch me. MC Hammer, bitch. Do no no no. Bow, bow, bow. Like n- n- no, never. Oh oh oh. Chinese tight right out that motherfucking everything. <laughs> I'm not about to play with you. Nobody. I'm like tight. I'm not. I'm not doing that. No, ain't nobody. No, no. This is my blood. The only time that you can get blood from me is when I've been um, signed in. What is it? Committed to the hospital. Like mm-hmm. I have to, like I actually have to stay at the hospital. That's a, that's the only time that they actually gotten blood from me. That's it. Going to the lab. Yeah, the lab. And, the, and the worst part about that for anybody's this, I don't know how y'all feel about this, but when they get one vial of blood from you, that's all they need. When they go back and get two, three, and four from you, that's some bullshit. They being greedy because everything is in your DNA. The moment they get that one vial of blood, they got more than enough. Once they get a vial of blood. The woman said, oh, look at your blood. It, it looks reddish purple. I was like, yeah, it's supposed to look reddish purple. You could not have bitch. And then she came back and got another one. And then they tried to come back and get it. I was like, no, no, that's it. She was like, no, we need another one. I was like, no, you don't. One drop of blood contains all the information about me that you need. Why do you need two vials of blood from me? Or three? And she was like, oh, so you're just going to be one of them, huh? I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a person that understands what the fuck is going on. What are you doing with my blood in the back? Sam, why do you need so much of it? Why do you need so much? Why? And then I'm over there linked out, looking like I'm, I'm on dope. But I wasn't because after the first vial, I was like, all right, that's it. Y'all don't. And they came back and asked for the second one. I was like, yeah, I can't get another vial of blood from me. Everything within my DNA is right there in that reddish purple vial of blood that y'all just took. Mm-hmm. Y'all, y'all good now. Y'all don't need nothing else from me. Let's figure it out. Yeah, it's all in there. What do you need another one? Now you now you auction. Now, now now we're talking about selling. At least that's me. I don't know about anybody listening. I'm a I'll be skeptical of all that type of shit. So what do you need more than one bottle of blood for? Nobody wants your old funky blood. Funky blood, funky hair. Funky blood. Yeah, that's a, it's all good. But they they, they 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 be drawing it. They be trying to pull it though. They be trying to pull it. What you want you right? Are you big on health? Mental and physical? I am. 
I am. Um, I was just having this conversation the other day talking about um, like a question that I commonly ask upon um, first meeting somebody is I ask them about their mental health. And I just like, oh, okay, you know, you okay, you having a good day, you know, how you deal with situations. No, I wanna know about your family history. And I wanna know about uh, mental health illness as yeah. well as health, yeah. you know, just like, he's like, well, I don't, uh, I don't understand like why would that be a question to ask? I said, well, it's just like, when you go to the doctor, they ask you about, you know, um is there is there any history of cancer diabetes all these different things heart disease exactly parkinson's like they want to know about these things and when it comes to mental illness that is something yeah that you want to put out there and that you want to know about you want to know how how to deal with people absolutely people always say like you know you really um understand somebody and know how to deal with them um when they're having a bad day or when y'all when you're into it i want to know what is your what is your genetic makeup what i want to know about you yeah because to a certain degree you don't necessarily have to argue with a person to understand who they are Exactly. You can actually diffuse the situation before you guys get into an argument exactly. to understand who they are. Exactly. Yeah. Are you, why do you have to argue? <laughs> why do you have to learn some, about somebody from arguing? I'm not big on arguing. Like, I'll have a dialogue with you. We can talk, but I'm not going to argue with you. Mm-hmm. The moment you raise your voice at me, I'm going to look at you and go, okay, this motherfucker is crazy. And they don't know who they're talking to. <laughs> Because if I raise my voice, that means I'm going over the bridge. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to burn a bridge on my way over. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, I totally get that. I totally get that. I'm be- I'm- and that's, one of the- that's the reason why I asked, because mental health is just as big to me as-, as physical health. A lot of people don't understand that you could be stressed out or depressed and be eating and not even know that you're eating too much. Because everybody needs food, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody needs food. And you don't you don't know where to draw the line when you're stress eating or you're depressed and eating or thing and things like that. Mm-hmm. You just and, look at it as though, you know what, I'm not I can't be depressed because I'm eating. Right. Correct. There's different different areas of stress, uh, different areas of depression. And people deal with it differently. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I need to get back on my working out kick. I, I have to. I have to. I lied. I lied. I said I would start uh, October first. We are now. Uh, <laughs> we are now nineteen days into the uh, nineteen days later into the month. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know when people are going to hear this. Maybe a week or two from now. Uh, fuck all y'all, but. <laughs> I have not started yet. I'm looking for my gym bag. I don't know what my Versace gym bag is. Um, and that's the bag I normally use. So is that your excuse that you can't find a gym bag? I can't find my Versace gym bag. So uh <laughs> <laughs> until I find my Versace gym bag, I'm not I'm not going to the gym because I'm doing it. So my workout, I'm doing it at work. I'm not going to get into the specifics, but 
I need to be able to leave there comfortably and in the right frame of mind and everything. So until I can find that bag, there will be no working out for me. Let's go back to this Versace gym bag though. Mm -hmm. Is there something in this bag that you need in particular to work out? Or is it just that Please, I already know. I don't even need to ask this question. I know you're not one of the people who are just like, oh, no, I, I got to have the designer gym bag. No, I don't need a designer gym bag. Okay, so it has to be something in this it's bag. It's something in the bag, and I don't know what the hell the bag is. Okay. I can't find the damn bag. I don't know if I threw the bag out while I was cleaning, because the bag was kind of ripped up and everything like that, which I don't mind. But I don't know what this damn bag is. I don't know what a bag is. And it's, it's been the most sturdy bag, even though it's been through all types of stuff. It's been thrown out of windows and um, it's been set on fire by other entities, but it's been, it's been durable, man. It's it's been a lifesaver for me. You know what I mean? And I need that. I can't, I I need to find that bag. I don't know if I, where the fuck is Versace? I don't know where this bag is, man. So I need to. Versace. I need to find my bag, man. I need to find this bag because that's the bag I go and I take to the gym and I do my workout and I go home. I do my hour and a half to two hours of working out. And once I'm done, I bounce out with the bag and I'm gone. And I come back another day. Yeah. And what are you saying, little girl? Good night. Love you. We love you. Good night. Take care. God bless. That's my baby girl telling me good night and she loves me they should you're their mother and you've done a, you've done an awesome job thanks I don't, I don't know what you're gonna do with this young boy though mm-hmm. here's the good thing about this situation the good thing about starting over is that he has two older sisters that pretty much think that they are his mother right that's a plus. Which means that once they are grown of legal age, yeah, come on, come on, uh, raise your 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 son. Come on, well, I don't want to say it. raise him, but um, he can no, go I hang out with them. I kid, I kid, but yeah, like yeah, they especially the oldest one. She has all types of vacations or whatever. I'm going to take him on his first international vacation. Awesome. Knock yourself, knock yourself out. Knock yourself out. Um, so he's going to definitely have some experiences. And like they they love him like, I don't know, the, the love that they show him. And it's just like the age difference is like just. It's why, but it, for, for them, they don't care. They don't care. They see they see uh-huh. a little brother. They just Hold see on. a little brother. And they have been begging, they have been begging for this little brother for so long to finally get him. They like, okay, we were asking for a brother like five, seven, ten years ago. But you know, he finally got here. You know, we're not tripping. It's all good. We're gonna make the best of the situation. But um, yeah, it's just it's it's totally dope and awesome to see how excited he gets when he sees them. Oh my god, I wanted to pick up baby girl earlier. And he was in a car and like she was walking over and he was just going crazy. She gets to the car and she's like, is he doing that because of me? Yes. Like he he went bananas. He went nuts. Like he, 
Oh my God, he goes crazy. He goes crazy. That's beautiful. He he like he just oh my god he loves his sister so much. Man, and and you got strong genes. Let's 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 not forget that because when I seen that little boy, I was like, Lord have mercy, who does he look like? You cannot deny this little baby right here. Crazy thing about it is that like he looks so much like his dad to me. He does. I don't know. It's it's weird. It's like certain pictures I look at him. And it'll be like, literally, I've, I've done this. I've taken pictures of him for his birthday. Just turned two on Friday. I took pictures of, of him from one side of his face. And he looked just like his dad. I went on the other side of the little, you know, little driving machine he was on and took pictures. He looked exactly like me. And I was like, okay. No, when I looked at him, I was like, yeah, you spit him out. You spit all of them. Like, Target. Every time. Thank you. Every time. That's some strong genes, man. Yeah, I was hoping, you know, I'd say dad, you know, dads are. Oh, no. No, at at some point, at some point when he hits puberty, it's all going to start showing up. It's all Mm going to start showing up. You know, most times, well, Oftentimes, they always say the boys look like their moms. Yeah, I, I'm starting to see it in myself a lot more now that I look like my mom. Hey, mama, love you. So I'm definitely, I'm gearing up for it. Like, I've always looked so much like my dad. But it wasn't until literally I became grown. Like, I hit, like, maybe 35. And, you know, we'll have conversations with my mom on the phone, like FaceTime. She finally was like, okay, let me give in and like, you know, do the whole FaceTime thing. And I would like look at her face and my face. I'm like, this woman looks just like, not being like her. As a youth, they used to say that to me a lot. Like, you look like your dad. As a youth, they, they would tell me that. Oh my God, you look so much like your father. But the older I've gotten, it's always been, you look more like your mom than your dad. And you know, it just is what it is. I don't, I don't, I don't care either way. You know, it ain't stopping much of nothing. But mm-hmm. I mean, but I'm splitting image of that woman. Like I used to always feel like oh, the only thing I get from my mom was my gap. But no, like I look just like that woman. Like the the shape of our face, all that. Like the old. Ain't that crazy how genetics work? Mm-hmm. It, just, it just pulls pieces and. And just put you together, you know? exactly. and then you become the reincarnation of one or both or mm-hmm. the other. That's some crazy shit. That's some crazy stuff. Away from genetics, are you working from home for school? No, we're back in the building. Yeah, full time. Yep, brick and mortar. Yeah, how's that adjusting to that? Hmm. Um, oh, wearing these masks all day. Um, you have to wear a mask all day, all day. It's Mm-mm. it's it's no joke. I mean, unless you know, unless you're eating and drinking, but yeah, all day, like teaching and talking, you know, trying to, to breathe with a mask on. Mm-mm. It's no joke, like at all. Um, and then, cost, like the cost of a minor, you know, to students to pull your mask up. 
fiction mats. Because like they're tied up. So they, you know, certain students like always pulling it down or get their nose out. And it's like, I need you to cover, you know, nose and I, I saw a meme <laughs> last week. And it says, for the guys who are complaining about having a mask on all day, have never went down on a woman properly. <laughs> oh my God. It's I'm like, gonna you should be used to not being able to breathe. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm not saying re- you, I'm saying just you know my response to that was I love my job. That's the only thing that I said. And and then a bunch of people sent me a LOL and you know all that stuff. I don't have a problem with it. I'm comfortable under those circumstances, but I thought that was very funny when I saw that. I was like, oh, I love this one. This is a good one. And and my no, my buddy sent it to me. I'm gonna send it to you so you can see it for yourself. Uh shout out to my homie C class, because he's the one that um posted that. But um I saw that and we we had a whole we're gonna talk about that at a later time, but we had a whole conversation, me and him about that. And I was like, at what age do you not do you not do that? Like, how are you how are you not doing that? You know, um, it's all about breath control, man. Breath control. It's about a couple of things, but breath control is one of them. Um, and you have to be comfortable. But yeah, so wearing masks, right? Um, mm-hmm. when I'm in my when I'm in my office, uh, I take the mask off. I don't have to wear it because there's nobody around and Anybody that comes to my office, you're usually seven to eight feet away from me unless I come to my actual door to answer questions and see what you're talking about. But um, it's crazy that you have to wear those all day with them in the classroom. Mm -hmm. Have all your students been vaccinated? Is that a thing that they make them do? No. So I teach sixth grade. So a lot of my students aren't of age to get vaccinated. So, yeah, I have quite a few students that... I hear that they're going to change that. They're going to make it from 5 to 11-year-olds now. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I've that's heard, cool. I've heard the same thing, but at the same time, I mean, just because they, you know, they change the age does not mean that parents are going to go ahead and, you know... Do it. And get, you know... Do you have an opinion on that, the jab? Yes, you do. And if you want to, as far as, do- as far as students getting vaccinated, or as far as people just getting vaccinated, period. Period. Um. So this is my thing. Everybody has rights. It's not something uh, where I feel like it should be mandated where everybody has to get like it's yeah. I think it's very much excessive to do the whole. You have to get this to keep your job. Mm-hmm. I think that's a little extreme. It is. It very much is. Um, I can stand. I, I can. Understand, I can understand why. So, for instance, I'm vaccinated. I'm fully vaccinated. Um, I can understand why people would choose to get vaccinated. I understand on the other end why people choose not to get vaccinated. However, me personally. 
I prefer to go ahead and get vaccinated. Uh, I mean, I have, I have my, you know, several different reasons. One, um, I know firsthand people that have gotten a virus after being vaccinated. And that's the whole thing where people will come with statistics and, oh yeah, I heard about this and I heard about that. You know, I know actual people that, you know, that, that, that like, they fought off this virus with while being vaccinated, right? And it was a, a easier transition. There's also situations where I actually know of a person that was vaccinated and still passed away. The thing that drives me crazy is to hear people say, oh, okay, well, if you get vaccinated, you won't die. It doesn't stop you from dying. It just stops the whole situation of things progressing and getting a whole lot worse. Dramatically, yes. Exactly. It keeps it from being as aggressive as it would be. Thank you. So it's like, you know, once, I'm not just going to say once people, but once people, as well as especially our people, you know, understand what exactly the vaccine is for, what it's supposed to do, what it fights off, what it's supposed to, I don't want to say stop, but what it's supposed to, um, hmm, try to find a word exactly that I'm trying to use. What is the cause of it, right? Then, okay, we could better be educated about it, but there's, there's so many arguments, so many people going back and forth. Oh, the vaccine stops this. Oh, it's like, does not stop things. It does not like that. The cure is not out there. I'm sorry. No, it just and slows I, I, down the I rate. I strongly believe that if they if they were to find the cure, would they give it to us? No. No, all this money that has been given, you know, put into finding the cure of AIDS, have they found the actual cure? No. They have found vitamins and all types of different medicines, vitamins, just you know, for people, but it's, it's, no, they have not found it. So I don't think for one second that even if they had like just the end all be all, you hey, take this pill for 30 days and it's gone. Like, it's just, no, no, it's not going to happen. So, I mean, I'm definitely, I'm for people getting vaccine, you know, getting the vaccine, um, Ma'am, you know, very well, you know, you and I have talked about this, but you know, my 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 dad passed away from complications mm-hmm. um after um uh, contracting COVID. Um, and then you know, you had my mom or whatever was like, you know, asystematic or whatever. And she yeah, she had it and you couldn't tell that she did because she had nothing going on other than like really she was dehydrated you know she had that one symptom and that like that was it that was all my dad however he had pre-existing conditions when it came to his his lungs mm-hmm. um and then things just like just literally took a turn for the worse um so yeah i, I believe that is something that pretty very much so can save lives you know um save things from getting worse than it could possibly be so i mean i'm i'm, I'm definitely off for the um the vaccine um 
and especially for young people as well mm-hmm. them being around others like they just because they going out especially if they're in a college they're out here partying oh my goodness i'm just gonna keep it real my sixth graders like these kids they couldn't get back they can't wait to get back into that school and to touch each other mm. and, and it's just like oh my god i can't like it was i was a nervous wreck i'm like this is too much y'all are too close to each other like but it's like they 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 were so used to not having human interaction, you know, saying with other students and everything, or just, just being around other kids, period, you know, outside of the kids, you know, within their, their, um, their homes where it's just like, Ooh, Hey, best friend. And everybody's hugging and they were eager to see each other. Yeah. Yes. And then, you know, old students or whatever, I see them, Hey, Miss K. And they're like, they want to hug. And I'm like, Ooh, Lord. Ooh, I can't, like, it was just, it was constantly wondering and thinking, like, okay, is this the day that I'm going to get COVID? Yeah, I, I, and I understand that. that. Students are going to get COVID, you know, like, it just, it would be terrible for one of my students to, you know, to just, yeah, to have to deal with this whole situation, this disease, and and pass away, but I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be any good. Like, I don't know if I would be able to continue teaching. Like, that would just be too much for me. Mm. It's like just way too much, way too much. So yeah, I've had to deal with some of that. Um, this it's just so up and down. Like it, it doesn't seem like it's. It seems very sporadic. I'll just say it. I'll say it that way. It seems very sporadic. A cousin of mine, mine died of cancer. <clears throat> we specifically know that th- that she died of cancer, but they wanted to say that she died from COVID. And we all know that that's not the truth. We all know that's not the truth. And right before she died, she kind of posted it on Facebook. Hey, I'm done fighting. I'm kind of, I'm tired. I don't think I, I don't think I can keep this up any longer. I've tried everything. I've tried all the remedies and cures and I'm just over it. A week or two later, boop, she kills over. They don't put cancer, just she died of cancer on a death, on a death certificate. They put COVID. Mm-hmm. So the family was the family was very 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 upset about the situation. And they got to they got to rectify it eventually, but that was just one of those things. It was like, you know, it left a, it left a scar, it left a deep scar, and it left some issues and some inquiries and some curiosity about what was going on because you didn't you didn't do it correctly. Like we know why she was we know why she was sick the whole entire time, but the end result to say that it was. It was COVID kind of just bothered everybody, but um, that that that's an example. And there's like three or four other examples that I have dealing with the COVID situation. But um, 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 if you if you choose to take the shot, that's fine. I'm not against it. I'm not one of those guys like, oh, I anti-vax. I got blah 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 blah. I'm not doing that. I'm not for or against it. Me and a buddy buddy of mine. Did an episode already where we said uh, we we're flies on the wall. We we're watching from the skybox as the whole situation plays out. People are going to say what they want to say. They're going to do what they want to do. But for me, you know, it's just, just like things that I think about, you know, uh, the Tuskegee experiment that they did where they gave the black man uh, syphilis. There's herpes. There's, there's, there's AIDS. There's cancer. All the stuff that just, that just came about. And no one, you know, like, 
we still deal with those things on an everyday basis. And then the issue with the West now, the swine flu, like all this other different stuff. So for me, it's just like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to push my opinion on nobody. I'm just going to stand on what I believe in or what I think is correct. And I'm not going to bother anybody else about it. Like if you feel taking a vaccine is the correct thing to do, do it. Mm -hmm. If you don't think the vaccine is the correct thing to do, don't do it. But for one person on each other side on other sides of the spectrum to knock each other for doing it, then you know, we're not we're not moving forward. We're back to square one. We're back to Islam versus Christianity, right? Like different groups of people who feel a, a certain way about their opinion trying to block another person from worshiping or believing in what they want to believe. So um, I, I do not want to be involved in that type of thing. My th main thing is making sure the people around me are safe, secure, can feed themselves and move forward. Like that's, that's all that matters to me. That's, that's it. Yeah. There, there will always be pros and cons. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. To everything, mm -hmm. to everything. Like there are people who don't like my podcast because they want me to talk about boxing more. There are people who don't like my podcast because I have episodes where we talk about issues like this or we talk about regular things. We, we talk about life and, mm. and, and they don't they don't like that. So you can't please everybody. No one's no one ever liked one painter. People like Monet. They like Manet. They like uh, Jean-Michel Jean Basquiat. They like different people. Like no one's going to ever like the exact same thing. There's too many people on this earth that exists like to like the same, the same thing stuff, that's it it's like that would make you know finding your soulmate like the easiest thing in the world because that would be very easy just pick a person lord have mercy like i would have found my soulmate many many nasty moons ago and i haven't i just haven't and so i'm out here you know I'm just out here like a wild man. I'm out here just searching, you know, just looking for I'm that, about to you. just looking for that nice slab of knick-knack patty whack. Give a dog a bone, you know. I'm just waiting. Just trying to find it. Jesus, fix it. Fix it. Fix it, fix it. He ain't take the wheel so far, so I'm, you know, I'm not gonna even worry about it. He needs to. The car is driving itself. I'm in a Tesla right now. He needs to take. The <laughs> I'm he in a Tesla. He needs to steal the whole vehicle. Is what he needs mm -mm. to. Mm -mm. I'm in a Tesla right now. I'm on autopilot. I'm in a Tesla. He needs to. <laughs> I am in a Tesla. Sleep at the wheel. With a drink in my hand. That is what I'm doing right now. I am in a Tesla. Sleep at the wheel. I it's, hope not. I am. I'm in a Tesla, baby. You ever drove a Tesla before? I have not. You, you check it out. Let go of the steering wheel and just see what happens. And just let it do what it do. That will be Jesus taking the wheel. I'm telling you. You can be like, what? I need to trade my car in. I'm telling you. I don't know, man. I, I love my truck. Yeah, you can love that truck, but I'm telling you, once you try that Tesla, it's going to be a different experience for you, you know? You sitting there, you just nod off and you let go of the steering wheel and it just drives on down the road by itself. 
I'm in a Tesla right now. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. That would freak me out. Like that would literally freak me out. That's the future, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, this man, what's his name? Elon Musk is probably going to be the first trillion dollar man. More than likely. He's going to be the first trillion dollar man. It's either going to be him or Jeff Bezos. And I, I got a feeling it might be uh, Elon. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. The progression and, and the, the, the way that they invent things and the way they improve things is, is something. It's different. And you can just see it as it's happening. Like this guy's big on space exploration. And I wonder why sometimes. I wonder if it's just like to get to another planet to see if we can uh, terraform and inhabit another place or are these motherfuckers trying to leave us? Like, is there something else going on? But, you know, you, you, you don't know. You ain't got the type of money they got, you know. But uh, these guys are smart. They're super fucking smart, you know. And, and I'm curious and intrigued by that. I am. I am. I definitely am. So the Chicago Sky won the championship recently, right? Did you go to the parade or whatever it was they were having to celebrate? Um, I did not. Um, I'm not going to be a... It went past, so they started at part outside of my hotel where I work, and then they, they left. Um. And no one, everyone was like, what's going on? I was like, oh, that's a party bus or whatever it is for, mm-hmm. for the sky. And people were like, oh, okay. And no one really gave up. No one cared. No, what? no one in the area cared. I'm sure people care, but and that was in any other area. It wasn't that big of a thing for them. I mean, so, here, so here's the thing. Um, it's not something that's surprising or anything like that. It's been going on since the WNBA began, right? WNBA has never and will never be as big as the support that is given to the NBA. It's not. It's not. So it's like the championship parade that was given for WNBA, no matter what city that it is in, it will never be as big as the parade and festivities and support and money that is spent um, when it comes to a NBA team, it 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 will not. It's just it it's not correct, it's especially not with this and adding the whole COVID situation just made it worse. Yeah, exactly. It's just like I mean, come on now. Um, I will say this much that. I am very much proud of Chicago Sky. I'm, I'm very much proud of the, I don't want to say this, um, the support given to them by Chicago, Chicagoans. I, I very much am. Um, I feel like. Salute to Candace Parker too, man. Candace Parker, you are awesome. Definitely, definitely salute, salute, salute. Um, But yeah, Mm. the support, the admiration and everything for people, even for people that like have not been, you know, had not been following them the entire season. Like they, people showed up and showed out, you know what I'm saying, for the Chicago side. Let them know that like, you know what, big ups to you all. You, 
anything uh worth doing is worth doing it well we're working hard at it and they definitely they did that you know saying they put their all into it and they brought home that win like just Absolutely. much respect and, how tall is candace you know, parker candace like six six she gotta be like six 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 seven because she can dunk the ball i believe she is six 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 yeah. five six six I need to find out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. She she is definitely she is a dope individual. Um, her commentary is on the ESPN, which I mean, she her arms are not uh too short to box with guys because she's sitting right at Shaq and everybody else, and she's like she does her thing, you know, with yep. Kenny and everything, and she she could throw out stats and everything else with the best of them. You know what I'm saying? She knows the game. She knows her stuff. I love and it. Like, yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm not surprised when it comes to her. Just like, she just, she's always been a dope individual. Even in high school, she was so dope. So, yeah. yeah I salute her, man. Like, it's good to see that she has one of the best storybook. We can't call it a tale because it's real. Like she has one of the best stories that there is out there, right? You grew up in Chicago, you played for sure for a Chicago team, and you won in Chicago. Mm-hmm. How many people can say that from During Chicago? COVID too. Yeah, that too, right? <laughs> yeah. So salute to her for for making it through and being one of the one of the best players in the uh, WNBA. Hopefully, the game the game will transcend and become more of a. A, 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 a more more of a main attraction to not just the women but to the men as well and like you said you know the people are used to seeing the men play but I would like to see more people get involved because I wanted to go see a couple of the games but the timing just was never working out for me with everything I got going on um, I started this podcast I, I like doing this podcast I'm gonna do this podcast so there's just a lot of things like this music and just life in general that kept me from going to the games because I wanted to go to some of the championship games and my homegirl had just had her birthday party. And then like I had to deal with so many other things um, before I could, before I could get to a game, but I'm going to do it sooner or later. Uh, I I definitely am. Like I I really want to attend a Chicago sky game and I really want to attend a Chicago Blackhawks game. Like I have to do that. Hmm. Have you been to a? Uh, I've never been to a Blackhawk. I've never been to a hockey game. I gotta go to one. I have to go to one okay, or two. I've been to. If I could go to a Cubs game, I should be able to sit through and enjoy a Blackhawks game. Because mm-hmm. when you're at the Cubs game, you're just there for the fun. You're just there to talk shit and have a good time. This is true. This yeah. is true because I will say this much when it comes to watching sports, baseball is my least like sport to watch. Absolutely. You have to have discipline. You have to have patience to sit there and just want to watch the entire game. What? There is nothing to sit there and want to watch. Like what oh what what am I watching? It's like after a while, it's like, okay, so I'll take a beer. 
They're gonna take a drink. Like I, I'm not even be a drink. I'm like, okay, look, because I need something. Yeah, two it's, shots over here, please. Two shots. Hey, this is insane. And then it's the sun beaming on you. Oh. The best time to go is during the fall. Mm-hmm. Best time to go. Like anytime I go to Cubs games, I usually go around this time of year. Closer mm-hmm. when they're going to the playoffs, if they're going, but it has to be around this time because mm-hmm. I can't I can't be out there in the sun. And not a night game because me personally, it's like even when the weather starts seeing, it's just like still, it's just whoo, the night games, it starts getting cold. Like I'm not a Cubs fan. I'm going to put that out there. I'm not a Cubs fan. I've always been a Sox fan, always going to be a Sox fan. But, yeah, that that um, that cool air that, that coming off that lake. Yeah, when it hits you, it's... it's, it's... Burr. Yeah, man. Because it, it, it hits you it hits you in the feet, to the knees, and it hits you right in the chest. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's too much. I've gone, I've, gone, I've, I've gone to some games and I've taken the kids um, with the girls. And whoo, it just, it was a situation where it's like, yeah, the fingers and the toes. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it's time to go. Mm-hmm. And you can bring out gloves out there and everything, but it's just like, I mean, they were fine. Me, I was like, yeah, me and my anemic self, oh yeah, I got to get up out of here. Yeah. I, I, I do enjoy it though. Mm-hmm. You 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 do have a good time when you're at a a, a a a a Cubs game. It's just sitting through it, like it's it's crazy. But I'd rather be there than be at home trying to watch it because it, you'd be super. I agree. You'd I be agree. super bored. Oh yeah, because at home you get up and walk away so fast. You come back a little bit later. Oh, okay, where we at now? Yeah. You at the game, like you have to be involved, or you know, saying just in some type of. Oh, you know, it's a hit. Oh, okay, what happened? You know, you at home and walk away, turn. You can, yeah, out. nothing ain't gonna happen to you. But a pop fly gets hit towards you, or a foul, a foul ball, and it goes back. You got to be alert. Mm-hmm. I remember I was at one game, and they said, "Oh, the ball on its way." I got up and I ran. I had my hat. Say, <laughs> like, yeah, I ain't about to hit me with this motherfucker. Remember, I gotta wear, gl- I gotta wear glasses and shit. I didn't. They said, "Oh, the ball's coming." I'm like, bitch, I ain't. No, I, I that happened to me once before. It ain't gonna happen to me again. Fuck that. Get hit by a ball? Hell yeah. And Little League. Popped your butt, didn't it? Popped me. Man, that shit swelled my lips up. It bust my face up. My face is partly to the side because of that. That shit hit. That shit went way up. It blocked out the sun. And when it dropped down in front of me, I couldn't see nothing. And when I came to, I was spitting out blood. There was blood everywhere. That's all I did. I just I just spit out blood for like a whole hour until I passed out. Mm-mm. Yeah, they fucked me up really bad. I so yeah, I got. Uh, I had to have my mouth shut. I had to learn how to retalk after that happened. Um, so if anyone ever listens to me talk and I slur, it's because of that whole shit. My my jaw starts to clothes and all that other stuff so Mm. it's a whole situation with that but um yeah not a fan of that so when they holler pop fly oh it's on its way you see me take off running you already know you already know why i'm getting up the giddy up giddy up you know why i take off it's not to catch the balls to get out i'm trying to get the fuck up out of here 
I don't care if I don't care where it is. If you say pop fly in my area and I see everybody hand go up, I'm out of there. Right, that's okay. Yeah. I don't want it. It's either that or the other option. Start cutting and <laughs> I gotta get out of there, man. Like that shit ain't it ain't cool, man. When you get listen, I was what nine, ten years old when that happened. It it messed me up so bad. I couldn't eat food for like a, a month and a half, two months. Everything, everything had to be through a straw. Everything. Jaw, jaw shut. Ah. Yuck. Do you do any mental work? What do you mean by mental work? Mentor. Oh, mentor? Not um, mental, because I know you already off. So <laughs> uh currently I am not. So I actually um signed up to be to like do a mentoring um program in my school. But as I said before, like I have so much on my plate. Um yeah, that I'm like, I am not gonna be able to do it. But um like previously, I have definitely done it to where like I would have a two different things I've done. One is to um, be a mentor to a like a, a first or second year teacher. And then two, to be a mentor um, for like one or two particular students, right? Okay. I always had the students where I just take them under my wing and it's just like, look, we're going to figure something out because I'm making a lady out of you. If it's the last thing I do, I'm making a gentleman out of you because like I see something in you, you want to do right. You cling to me for a reason. So obviously like, you know, you, you, you got some good in you. You know what I'm saying? You want to be a do-gooder, right? A do-gooder. And a do-gooder. <laughs> a do-gooder. Um, so, okay, let's, let's do some good whatever together. But yeah, right now, Whew. Whew. I'm gonna put it like that. Yeah. Um, but I will say, like with my homeroom at 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 work, um, every year they give me who would they give me a roster with some man, some action Jacksons on it, okay? Some mm. Action Jacksons where it's like, ooh, it's some students that that literally they need some work. And when I say work, I'm talking about character. You know what I'm saying? Not not academics, character. Um, they always give me a whole slew of girls. So right now I have 26 students. Of those 26, uh, is it seven of them? Seven are boys. Mm-hmm. And then all the rest are girls. Wow. So, yeah. And this is not the first year that they've done that. So I have, yeah, 19 girls right now. Um, I want to say... When COVID, yeah, when COVID hit us, I had a class of, how many students did I have? The cap was, oh, that was, yeah. So before the, uh, before they start capping us at 28, I had 31 students. Of the 31 students, 22 were girls. Mm. So I had 22 girls and I had nine boys. 
And when I say they had me, they had me, I had some heavy hitters. And not just girls that was like, you know, the grab and snatch and all it. Like, no, just just who just they just they needed some some discipline. Who they weren't just discipline. It was just like like they had no finesse. They had no, they didn't have feminine ways. They were mm. just aggressive. Aggressive at all times. It's like, who was space in your voice like calm it down like just oh what what is baby girl what is going on what is going on so yeah i've learned to to crawl as i walk and just start with my homeroom and just like pull them in like i was just talking about somebody earlier about um i have two students that i call them sour patch kids okay because you never know what you're gonna you don't know if it's gonna if they're gonna be sweet on the outside and sour on the inside or if it's gonna it's gonna be a flip but it's like i I see in them that they want to do good i see in them that they that they want to be you know these are young ladies are like please bring me under your wing please talk to me please be there for me like they like they want it they crave it um and then i always make sure that um like when i get wins to students that are like playing football um or just any type of extracurricular sport like i make sure that i like i have a presence i show up at their games and i let them know like oh you know you're not just a student you're not just a face or whatever in my class like i care about you Mm -hmm. i'm always gonna keep up with you um because i have a young lady um in my class right now, she plays flag football. And then I had a brother last year during remote learning. Um, he plays on the team now, uh, team as well. And um, I wasn't able to get out Saturday. Is it Saturday? Yeah, Saturday to get to the game because like, yeah, Saturday when my, my sinuses hit me, ooh, it wasn't a good situation at all. I was like, yeah, I can't be outside around grass. Like this is it's just it's not going to work for me right now. But yeah, them, and then I have a young man that, uh, he's a little rough around the edges, but he's totally a sweetheart. He plays football. And I've been letting him know, like, yeah, um, his season just just ended. But he let me know, like, oh, yeah, Miss K, like, so next year, like, when I have my football, I'm, I'm going to let you know about it because, you know, like, we talk about football all the time. It's like, do you know about football? Or you mm-hmm. just like to watch it? No, sir. Like, I know what offsides and all, like, we can we have some conversation. They're like, oh, I'm impressed. I know what the first down is. I know what make, you know, I, like, I get it. I understand all of that. they like, okay, okay. Like, I, you know, I, I played some football or whatever back in my day. You know what I'm saying? I played with yeah. the boys. I went yeah. always, you know what I'm saying? Monique was yeah. a tomboy. Very much so. I'm still a tomboy. I'm just. At any point, in life, did you ever want to do a career change or did you ever want to do anything else? Um, Besides teaching? Before becoming a teacher, I always wanted to be a corporate lawyer or um, I had a passion, passion for forensics. It was something always just like really interesting about that to me. Um, 
hadn't always been like this big science person, but it was just like something about DNA and just like, yeah, just, whew, that was, it was just a whole different world when it came to that. But yeah, yeah, just criminal justice, like the law, just all of, all of that just was always a, a passion for me. What changed your mind? Why didn't you pursue it? <sighs> what changed my mind? Um, simply put, um, one saying that there were several students in my classes that could not write. Hmm. And I said, somebody failed you long ago long ago to the point that you got to a college level and you're not able to write like your verb tense and everything it's just like totally off so I found the the work needed in that and said okay well let me scale things back because I love kids at the end of the day it was like I couldn't get I couldn't get away from it whether it was in church whatever the case may be like I just I love kids I gravitate towards kids mm-hmm. um and I'm just I'm a natural problem solver so I said yeah me let me scale. Let me let me run this back. Let me let me overthink. I have a question. Things. I have another question for you. I already have my answer, and I've told a couple people this already. So I'm going to ask you: mm-hmm. Does a son has a has a father failed his son? If the son ends up being a thug and going to jail, the same as his father, did the father fail? Not necessarily. No, explain. It's not just, uh, it's not a situation where just parents fail their their children, right? Communities fail our children. Teachers fail children. Um, Communities, just neighbors fail children. Um, A lot of people see things and they turn a blind eye to Mm -hmm. things. Um. So when it comes to a father, like, mm, saying, you know what? I went down this path. I don't want you to go down this path. You can tell a child as much as you want to. Mm -hmm. Don't do X, Y, and Z. But very much so, there are some situations where it's like, okay, you have to learn from doing, right? Mm -hmm. You have to learn that like, okay, this is not for you. And there are some people that's just like, okay, tough love, like by any means necessary, like this is not going to be my child's story. I'm going to make sure that I keep my child away from this. And you can keep your child away from something as much as you want to, right? Mm-hmm. But then once that child is not a child anymore, they become an adult. You can't always have that person, you know, saying that child or whatever in front of you. They're going to do ultimately what it is that they want to do. They're like, that has to do with that age-old question where people start talking about Catholic school girls, right? Oh, people say all the time, they, they kill me with this. Oh, Catholic school girls, they are the worst. No, they are not the worst. It's pretty much a situation where it's like, okay, they were, sh- they were told that certain things were so bad. <clears throat> they were shunned. Oh, no, this is not the way of the world. They were not told why it is that they shouldn't do those things. They were just told it's bad. It's bad. God right? bless and shout out to all the Catholic school girls. 
I can't deal with you because this this smirk on your face, like I read right through it, right? Um, yeah, and I have cousins that are Catholic school girls, right? Good, good girls, good girls. Mm. Good girls that turn out to be awesome women, right? Hallelujah. Um, but yeah, it's just like a lot of times people literally they don't lead with lessons. Well, they try to say, okay, you want to go, you don't want to go down a path that I went down. And it's like, mm. a lot of people figure, okay, well, the path that you went down, that doesn't mean I'm going to go down that path. Mm-hmm. It's like when it comes to entrepreneurship, right? You can tell your child, okay, you know what? It's not going to be easy. And I want to go ahead and I want to, te- I want to tell you, I want to teach you like, first and foremost, what you should do, mm-hmm. right? Okay, cool. You you can teach me. You can tell me everything. But who's to say I want to do exactly what it is that you said? A lot of times you have to learn things by doing. I agree with that, but the streets is but not is safe that, for anybody. I agree. And I believe I that a father's job is to teach his son or show his son, son the way to keep him from doing that. Hey, these are the pitfalls that are going to happen. You are going to end up dead or in jail. However, with teaching and showing your child the ways of the world, is that enough? I'll say this. There is only so much you can do as far as teaching a child and showing them the proper way. And at some point, a child will a child will form their own opinion about life, their neighborhood, their self-worth, and everything else around them. And they're gonna make a decision to do what they want to do. I just think at some point, do we call it a failure on the father if he's a, if he's available and active in the child's life? Do we call it a failure because the life that you got away from, your son now chooses to do it? Like, what was was missed? Like, you were the ultimate example of what not to do. Mm -hmm. It's a double-edged sword, right? It's a double-edged sword. It is. You know, you just made me think about... uh... Uh, and it's because I was talking to my coworkers earlier uh, about there was supposed to be another power book two or three or whatever coming out. Um, maybe think about the show Power mm-hmm. and Ghost and, you know, saying his son is just like, he tried to get out the game and, and what happened? Like, I stopped watching that and show. Go, and go totally, you know what I'm saying, legit and, you know what I'm saying, show his... He was all about his son going to college and this, that, and other, and like doing just being straight. And then what? Like, I don't know. I stopped watching that show um, once the DA got involved. I was like, oh, y'all, y'all telling. Oh, y'all telling. There's no way you have interactions with the DA and the FBI. Like, somebody had to be saying something. That's just me and my thinking. I stopped watching after, after, after the first or second season. There's just too much going on. So, yo, you can't do that in real life, but it's not real life. So, 
Um, yeah, that was just one of those things. That I, and the reason why I asked is because I was having a conversation with my buddy, my brother, my partner, my music partner, Six. We were sitting around discussing it, you know, and the things that we've seen and the young men that we've tried to nurture and mentor in a path that some of them have taken on their way to success or being killed. It's kind of like, yo, bro, do we consider it a fail? Not just to us, but to the fathers that had these kids because they veered them off into the wrong direction or they didn't correct them, you know? And they told them, oh, I'm gonna let you go ahead and experience on experience it on your own and now you're minus one or you're minus two kids two young men and, and you lose them because of violence in the streets so i was just asking because of that I, I and i don't know if there is a proper answer to it but at some time because i'm just upset about it i just consider it a failure that's that's me i mean like like you said it's double-edged sword because it's like my dad wasn't in the streets. My father was a straight, narrow, straight, straight, straight as an arrow. Mm-hmm. Straight as an arrow. Anything with my parents, and it's just, whew. I don't know. My mom was one of those people where, yeah, she didn't play about me when it when it came to, to education. She didn't play. It's like, oh, you going to school? Oh, you going to do this? Oh, yeah. this is how X Y Z. You know what I'm saying? But Thank God I also had awesome teachers that cared about me just as much as not just my mom, but my, my, you know, saying my stepfather. And then, you know, saying I had awesome siblings, which were talk about um, the, the difference in age of my children. Well, my siblings were 13, 15 and 17 years old. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So it was like, I pretty much grew up like almost like as a, only child because they were so much yeah. so it's like you know when I came around or whatever and you know became school age like they didn't play with me when it came to school you know what I'm saying like my middle brother whatever Nate oh man when it came to me studying for the spelling bee he couldn't wait like he that was like the best time of the year for him he like oh you finished your homework okay let's get on these words you know what I'm saying and so like, yeah, it's like they, I felt like, you know, it wasn't just my parents. It wasn't just school. Like, it was like, we had to see why I see. We, we had, it was like community mm-hmm. neighbors, you know what I'm saying? Everybody was like watching, not just me, but each other's kids. Like, oh, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that whole yeah. village, that village yes. field isn't, isn't, yes. isn't there anymore. Yes. Yes. Well, we don't gonna say it's not there anymore because it's there. But it's, it's a situation where a lot of times people are scared to say something because some of these young boys, you don't know how, what you're going to get from them. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Hey, you know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, um, let, let me holler at you. Oh, man, nobody trying to hear you and ain't nobody on it. You're like, you don't know. You, you don't know what type of reaction you're going to get. If it's going to be totally disrespectful or they're going to be willing to listen. So or in that case, are, shoot, are we able to say that some of these kids or no not the kids but the adults are scared of the kids is that what's going on yeah definitely definitely hands down because this gen okay so the, the generation of kids that we have right now a lot of them they're not scared of anything they're not scared to lose their life they're not scared to lose their lives so it's like ooh. 
to have try to have a conversation with some of them, it's just like, ooh, I'm risking my life trying to have a conversation with you because I, do it too. I might I might possibly say something that's gonna rub you the wrong way. Next thing you know, you pulling something out and my life is gone. And they don't care anything. So well, I don't say they don't, but some of these kids, they don't care about what it is that you have going on at home, that you are a father, that you are a mother, that there are people, that you have a family that, that cares about. They don't care. Mm-mm, at they all. Don't care. So it's just like, you, you risk stepping up and saying something. Very true. You risk a whole lot. Very true. But you have to, you have to do it, though, because I do it. Yeah, at least I sure. do it. I do it. I'm on the bus when I do it. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't matter where I am. Not, not, it doesn't matter. But there are times when I do get involved and I try to be proactive about them pulling up their pants or the way that they're talking or playing the music loud on the phone. There are different th- different scenarios that I've been in where I try to be mm-hmm. proactive and, and change the way that they are perceived and change the way that they see things. But there's only so much that I can do at some point they have to be more responsible for their actions and want to want to be responsible they have to want want to do better they have to want to be leave a better impression on on people in the area or on themselves and their family members and anyone else that they come in contact with but when you don't understand your who your what your reflection is then that makes it even even harder for you to for you to figure it out so true true and then not just can't just be a situation where okay you have the conversations and that's it it's just like resources need to be put out there for yeah them. yeah you know, talk to them okay so they like okay so if if i'm not out here then what else could i be doing you gotta be able to answer those questions and know that those questions are going to be asked beforehand. Get to have alternatives. I always have to have positive alternatives as well. So it's like, okay, well, okay. so if, if not here, then where? Good question. Do you think that question. the cycle of violence can be broken? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Um, have family members um not just family members, but students and within their families, just different situations. Like, yeah, it can be broken. Mm-hmm. But like, well, like you know, like we've been talking, it's, it's all about the village. It's all about the village and people not being scared to, to have those conversations with students about things. It's just talking. That's all it is. It's just a conversation. Oh yeah, I have, I have conversations with my students all the time. Like I think every year we do the whole play the game of uh, two truths and a lie. And it's like <laughs> the statements I put out there to them had them sitting there looking at me like, what? So Miss K, you mean to tell me you've been shot before? Yes. Like that just like I always blow them like, but you like you just seem so classic that. Bully don't carry your name. The bully one wasn't meant for me. Was I around people that that were doing something they had no business doing? No, my brothers were in suits, taking a little baby sister to the park during a funeral that my parents were at because you know I was a little person running around and making noise. They're like, okay, take her to the park because you know 
That's what let her get that energy out of her. So it's just like, yeah, I mean, like these kids have to understand that like there's better things that you could be doing with your time. But we have to have we have to have those resources for them. Gang banging, dope slaying is not the best way to live your life. You have two options. You are going to end up dead or in jail. Mm -hmm. Use your time on this earth wisely. Figure it out what it is that you want to do. Find out what it is that, find out the talent that it is that you have. We all have a talent. Most people don't know what it is because no one has told them that they're good at anything or they don't believe in themselves good mm -hmm. enough to push and pursue what it is that they're good at. But we all have a talent. We or live in an age, huh? I said, or the research. Yes. We do the proper research, look into things. Yes, we live in the age of technology now where you can research, you can look things up and find out what it is that you want to do. Uh, YouTube University is a very big thing now. Mm -hmm. Do anything else besides standing out in the corner, trying to hurt others, committing genocide and homicide to the people that look like you. We're over that now. We should move forward past that. There are a lot of other opportunities out there for us. And, and besides entertainment as well, we, we can do better than just entertainment. We should be lawyers, doctors, scientists, and other things as well. Mm -hmm. There are ample opportunities for us out there to be progressive. I wish everyone the best. As do I. The power of God is in you. You just have to figure out what it is that you want to do with it. Mm -hmm. Onward and upward. Yep. The, remember the mission statement when you're striving for greatness. God never puts you in the driver's seat if it's taken. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Monique K. We did not get into her being a madam. We did not get into the reason why she was gangbanging. We will do this at a later time. We did not get a chance to discuss this because it's very late. Um, she just sent me a text message saying she got some tricks that need to turn. And I'm going to get off here. Sir. I'm going to get off here and let her do her thing. Just know you embarrassed me that one time on that date. Last night. Wait, what, what, what is this? What are you talking you about? You don't remember that? No. I do a lot of crazy shit. You got to remind me. I was on a whole, ran into you years ago. I was on a whole day. This is probably a good five, six years ago. Were you at a restaurant in Hyde Park? Yes. And you called me a whole madam. And had the had a whole story concocted. I was asked by this man, like, so we know. Was this person a was this person a police officer? No. Oh, okay. I don't remember them. <laughs> bad, bad. I can't. I can't deal with you. Mm -mm. No, wait. What happened? What happened? 
I feel like he has a police officer. He had a police officer presence, but yeah, he wasn't an officer whatsoever. He looked like a police officer. He he did he did look like a police. Yeah. He you know what he's um military. He was uh, a marine, so yeah, he has that whole yeah. Yeah. Monique is my friend, y'all. But she she be up to stuff, man. You know, she know that I be up to stuff. I be telling her my secrets and everything because I don't mind telling her. I don't, um, I don't have no secrets. I'm a good girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you play with me if you want. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I have secrets and I tell them to Monique about certain things she she knows some and then the other stuff that's real dirty and bad someone else knows them but yeah so i re, i feel like i may remember this i feel like you may have been in a restaurant with the letters p and c no i'm trying to think is that that restaurant no, I don't know, because when you were there, I think you were with a uh, police. No, that was uh, what's the, the restaurant is like? No, I think that was the, the restaurant with just a C. I don't know. It was it, it was it, it may it was the one you thinking about or the one I'm thinking about. One or the other. We've hung out at both hung out at both of those. Mm-hmm. She is not as innocent as she would say. Is she, ladies and gentlemen? Don't do that. <laughs> I'm the bad one. I'll take the. I'll take the Thank blame. You. Thank I'll take you. The blame. Thank you. But you know, uh, she was called the Midwest Madam. This is true. This is true. She did have digs turning tricks, ladies and gentlemen. We gonna get on up out of here. Uh, Monique, do you have a website or anything? Any books you're trying to sell? You going to hell? There's no end. Just have me, just have me some good kush rolled up when I get there. I'm gonna be all right. I cannot be. Hey man, hey man. Everybody, did you just in case y'all didn't know, your body has a cannabinoid system. So when Snoop Dogg told y'all rolling down a street smoking endo, sipping on gin and juice, endo. Is part of the word for endocannabinoid system. Your body has a whole endocannabinoid system. But I'm going to get on up out of here because she got to go to bed. And I got to make sure that I help somebody go to bed. Oh, my God. Anywho, make sure that you like, <laughs> share, subscribe, all of that, and rate my motherfucking podcast. Period. No, I hate that. I'm sorry. Delete that. Period. No, it's it's gonna be there. I'll just cut it off before <laughs> we get to that point. Um, I appreciate this, man. I have fun, and we gonna get up out of here. May the Lord watch between me and thee, one out of the other. Salute.